Welcome back, high school hockey fans, to another edition of This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey. I'm Mike Hammett with the full staff tonight. Berg 1, Berg 2, and Del Scanlon, and we've got a guest tonight, Matt Carey. Welcome along, Matt. Well, thank you. Happy to join. Um, I guess we're going to preview uh, regionals here, um, starting the show. And we'll, let's just dive right in. Section 1 in D2. Oh, that's mine. I got section ones. Uh, section one, <clears throat> yeah, or, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, section one for D2. There's kind of a drop-off. Uh, well, actually, there are, there's a couple of different levels. Um, New Richmond and Amory are hands down the top two teams there. Uh, the Hayward and Rice Lake uh, come in the next wave, and then Whistle Flag, Spooner, Medford, and Schwamigan uh, round out the field, but... Um, of course, in in our rankings, in our in our top six, uh, we've got uh, New Richmond and Amory at number one and number three. So that's a very strong group. Um, even in the 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 my hockey rankings, they've got New Richmond number one, Amory number four. Then it drops down to Hayward at fifteen, Rice Lake at sixteen, and Whistle Flag coming in at twenty eight with Spooner, Medford, and Shawamigan coming below that. So uh, it, it looks like, unless there's a major ups, it looks like a, a two-team <clears throat> race at this point. Uh, New Richmond, uh, they beat Rice Lake twice. Uh, they're in the same conference. <clears throat> Excuse me, the the Big Rivers. Uh, they beat Amory once. Um, Amory beat Rice Lake and Hayward. Uh, they did lose to New Richmond. Uh, Hayward beat Rice Lake, but lost to Amory, and Rice Lake lost to all three of those other teams ahead of them. So um, it would be a, a major upset. Uh, maybe I guess less of an upset for Hayward to beat Amory uh, as a number two and three. They might line up in the the semifinals, um, but otherwise, it looks pretty much like a battle between New Richmond and Amory. I would agree with that. I've watched several of these teams, and uh, that that would be my analysis. New Richmond's a pretty good team, uh, so I yeah, I would expect that Amory and New Richmond are probably in the sectional final. But you're right, Hayward is uh, probably good enough and well coached. They might upset, but yeah, I think that, yeah, I agree with you. It's a two team race. New Richmond isn't quite the the juggernaut they were last year. Uh, last year they went thirteen and one and won the Big Rivers Conference. Um, they're not that team again this year, but they're still, as far as D two teams go, still very very strong. Yeah, they finished fourth in the Big Rivers, uh, behind Chippewa Falls, Hudson, and Eau Claire Memorial, and you know those are uh, three of our top six D one teams. So, yeah. Um, Still a good showing in the in the big conference for New Richmond this year. Yeah, New Richmond. I'm figuring New Richmond and Amory. I agree. It's going to be should be those two uh, matching up for the final. But you know, you still got to play all the games. But I mean, they got to be the favorites, no doubt. Richmond's good at forward this year. I, I'm not even sure if they're 
there was a drop off really uh, from last year to this year. But they last year they had uh, what they lost is a couple seniors that a defenseman who was really really good and a really good goaltender. So that's what they've lacked this year because they lost two really good seniors. But forward wise, they're I mean they're they're good. They yeah, like- I, I I know the defenseman you talked about. I can't remember his name, but he was number two. Um, yeah, because like when I took picture, he was in like every picture because he was everywhere. But they got catcher Langness back. Um, he's good. Um, so th- they do a lot of scoring. Um, the defenseman you're thinking of is Easton Schmidt, and he wasn't. Yes, good. He was good. Okay, guys, uh, move on over to the girls' side in uh, Section 1. Um, Superior, the number one seed, Central Wisconsin Storm, the number two seed. They uh, have to wait for the winners in the first round of Wisconsin Value Union playing Northern Pines and Hayward playing Medford. Well, this, yeah. This is uh, we we talked about the D one section one being the, the the boys section of of doom. This is the girls section of doom. Um, on our top six, actually three of our top four are in this section. Superior, Central Wisconsin, and Hayward uh, are are three are are one, three, and four in our rankings, and they're one, three, and five in the my hockey rankings uh computer ranking and then it drops off to wisconsin valley union at 15 northland pines and medford come in after that so there are three team this is basically a three-team race um superior uh has beaten and tied uh the storm and they beat hayward uh the storm you know but they, they tied and lost to superior and they beat hayward twice um, so Hayward Hayward's got the tougher battle. I mean, they they lost twice to Central Wisconsin and lost to Superior. So they'd have to beat Central Wisconsin and then beat Superior to go to state. So that's two that's two tough upsets in a row for them to get there. Um, it can happen. I mean, they they've got they've got some good players on their team. Um, and you know it, it could happen, but it, it it's a tough road for them. Uh, that this is one where you know there are three strong teams, and you know Superior just well you don't want to say they have they get to wait because I mean Wisconsin Valley Unions Pines and Medford they're going to come out and give them their best game too, but I mean Superior just has to wait for you know Central Wisconsin and Hayward you know to see who wins that one and then try and take care of things from there. And if you remember last year, Central Wisconsin was surprised and upset by Hayward in the semifinal, and then Hayward went on to play Superior in the final. Oh, that's right, because they had to move the they had to move the sectional final, but they didn't have to, but they chose to. Yeah, because why right. would Hayward and Superior come to Everest? I had gotten to talk to Coach Cranston a couple weeks back, and we talked a little bit about Hayward, and he said. Uh, that Hayward goalie was just coming back off of an injury. And we all know that, you know, if your goalie gets into a hot streak and co- the way Coach Cranston felt, he he thought that uh, she could make a big difference uh, coming into the playoffs. 
Well, a hot goalie and a good I mean, they've got is it Reese Sheehan? Yes, Reese Sheehan. Big big goal scorer for them. You know, she can put in a couple and you know, good goaltender, keep everything out. You know, I say you're never gonna count them out. Uh, well, we've seen we've seen upsets like we saw upset on the girls' side last year. Well, and, and I got to see them at the Wisconsin Prep Hockey Holiday Classic this year, and impressed with their speed, you know, and their tenacity. But you know, that's just something that seems to be with that Hayward team on a co- annual basis. And that's what the, the Reese Sheehan is. What the Storm doesn't have. The Storm are a really strong, fundamental team, but they do not have a dynamic goal scorer. Uh, Tristan Wickland, we've talked about her on the podcast before. She's one of my favorite players in the state. She works her ass off on the ice. She is always around the puck, always where she's supposed to be. One of the hardest working players I've seen in a long time. Um, and she's really talented, but she is a she's a 19-goal player. She's not a 30-goal player. And when it gets to this point in the playoffs, having that 30 goal player in your back pocket is real nice to have. Okay. Division one on the boys side. All right. I got a whole page full of notes here, but we'll let Matt go first on this one. Cause uh, <laughs> okay. he's, he's deeply invested in division one, section one. Oh, well, wow. thank you. Um, go get it, man. Yeah, you bet. You bet. So uh, section one, if I had to like, do an overview, I'd say this section, you've got the top four, then the next three, and then the rest. And really seeds one, two, three, and four, it, it wouldn't be surprising if any one of those four teams actually comes out, wins a section. I mean, it, it, they're, all, they're all legit. Uh, the next three, you know, Superior at five, Wausau West at six, and Rapids, uh, those are dangerous teams. And if I look at the the matchups here, and I've talked about this with uh, uh, with you guys, with Bill, that uh, it wouldn't be surprising if one of those seeds, five, six, or seven, upset someone. But I just don't think that they would have the ability, because this section's so good, to win three consecutive games. But, um, yeah, this this is a tough section. You, well, the other thing about this section is it's loaded with D. I mean, you've got Marthaler and Superior, Thorpe and Chippewa Falls, and then the Memorial, the, the two, uh, the two D there, the dynamic duo of Madsen and and Burns. So it's it's unique because you've got these really elite defensemen uh, that can control a game. But um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to pick who would win this. I, I would say that those top four, it'll be one of those four. But I also wouldn't be surprised if in uh, you know a, a quarterfinal or semifinal, one of those, the five, six, or seven upset someone. What do you think, Bill? <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, like you said, even in the, the computer rankings, Tripwa Falls is one, Memorial two, Spash five, and Hudson six. Then it does drop off to Superior at 15, Rapids at 17, and West at 18. They're all kind of bunched together. Um, Eau Claire North, you know, is down at 33 and everybody else is below that. But like you said, the four, the group of four, and then the next group of three, um, you look at how they did head to head. I mean, Chippewa Falls, I mean, they're the number one seed because, uh, I mean, they beat Hudson twice. They beat Oakland Memorial twice. They beat Wausau West and Superior. Uh, they did lose to Spash. Yeah. Um, 
Spash beat West twice, beat Chippewa Falls, but lost to Eau Claire Memorial. You know, so I mean, Spash was doing well. They were on a roll until until we put them at number one. <laughs> then they kind of then they kind of struggled after that. So I I don't know what's going on there. Um, Hudson, you know, they they lost to Chippewa Falls. They beat uh, Eau Claire Memorial twice. They beat West. They beat Superior. So Eau Claire Memorial, I saw at the beginning of the season. I thought they were just outstanding at the beginning of the season. They kind of went into a funk, but then they seemed to get it back again uh, later. Although, you know, they lost to Chippewa yeah. Falls twice. They lost to Hudson twice. But they beat Smash and Wausau West, so. Their losses are close, though. I mean, that. Yeah, the most all the games game, have been close. We, yeah, we, I mean, like, we, we saw bad. Hudson. Well, like, if the things go as we think, you know, Hudson, Hudson could play Wausau West. Um, and Bill and I, we, we saw Wausau West take on Hudson at home and Hudson scored on their first shot on goal and then got a goal. They got a goal late in the, the third period, but other than that, I mean, it was, it was really a, a, a good game. Uh, Hudson outshot him by quite a bit. I think it was a good game for, in terms of like the score, but I don't know that I ever felt like West was really in it. Um, they couldn't, they couldn't break out. They couldn't break out and hold the Hudson zone. Um, but I mean, a little bit quicker on their passes and they're, they're right back in there. They were just waiting a little too long. Yeah. I think Hudson outshot him by quite a bit, but West had what West, well, I think West played actually four different goaltenders this year. Um, and in that game, it was a freshman, Julian Scalcucci, who was outstanding in that game. So I, I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know what Coach Brandt is going to do in the playoffs, if he's seen enough that he has a clear number one or not. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, he's got some. he's got some capable goaltenders there. Um, Parks Gunther is a good goaltender, too. I mean, they, they've all had good games and they've all had, you know, iffy games. So I don't know. Goaltenders can make a difference some of these games, and sometimes it doesn't matter. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, they, you know, Chippewa is a team to beat in the sectional, though. I mean, they're they they've beaten Hudson twice, Eau Claire Memorial twice, and Superior and Wausau West. So that's you know the the three, four, five, and six seed. And then they, they have the upset, you know, or I'd say they, they lost to Spash. So that's it. I mean, so they're the team to beat. But uh, any one of the top four seeds could win this sectional. In, in fact, Memorial outshot Chippewa twice. In both games, they outshot Chippewa. Um, oh, MJ had his hand on his head. I think that means it's time to move on. No. No. <laughs> well, I mean, the big red clock on my window on the – Zoom says it's okay. Well, I mean, I, I thought you know you had a five minute limit, but you know, four of our top six teams are in this section. So if there's one that you have, if there's one where you want to go over, I think this would be it. But I covered everything I had, so there we go. Okay, well, let's go back to uh section two. Uh, Division two. 
My uh, screens will let me go. I got here. that one, MJ. Okay. I feel like I just watched Division 2, Section 2 on Saturday for eight hours because uh, I did. Uh, Division 2, Section 2, uh, you swap out uh, Medford from the Great Northern Conference and you replace them with Stevens Point Pacelli, and you have Division 2, Section 2. Uh, the Great Northern Conference Tournament was this last weekend, um, and there was not a whole lot of upsets going on there. Um, looking at this one, uh, I don't know that Rhinelander is going to come back from their 11-4 loss to Tomahawk the first time they played this season, being outshot 91-47, to according to the score sheet. What? That's what it said on the score sheet, 91-47. to That's an awful lot of shots for a 51-minute hockey game. 38 shots in a high school hockey game seems a bit much. Um, Wapaka and Anago, Wapaka beat Anago 10-2, outshooting them 45-16. to They're one meeting this season, down on the bottom half of the bracket. Uh, Mozanie beat uh, Pines twice, 5-1 to and 9-3. to The 9-3 game came in the Great Northern Tournament. Uh, Lakeland and Stevens Point Pacelli, uh, two versus seven. They didn't play this season, um, but um, Lakeland beat Mozanie five to one, who would be their eventual, if things go according to the seeds, that would be their following opponent. And in the Great Northern, Pacelli lost to Wapaka two to four and beat them three to one, and lost to Pines two to three and one to four. So I don't know that Pacelli's going to have what it takes to upset Lakeland. So. After that first round, it's probably going to be Lakeland against Mosinee, uh, where Lakeland has already uh, handled Mosinee pretty well this season, 5-1, and it's probably going to be Wapaka and Tomahawk on the top. And Wapaka's performance in the Great Northern Conference Tournament last weekend against Mosinee was not good. They lost 8-2, and if you look at their schedule this season, that was very uncharacteristic of them in their performance against the Great Northern Conference teams this year. I mean, just, you know, the Tuesday before that against the two-seed Lakeland, they went into overtime and lost it to Lakeland in overtime. And then to come back on Saturday and get beat by beat, beat like that against Mosinee was was really kind of shocking. Um, so I res- I expect a bounce back from Wapaka. Uh, they should handle Anago in, in the five game. And uh, hopefully they're angry and they can bring something against Tomahawk uh, at the top half of the bracket. Yeah, I know uh, we've we've had in our in our top six we've had uh, Tomahawk and Lakeland um, kind of moving in and out of the top six. So one week it would be one of them, the other week it would be the other one. But right now, neither one of them is in the top six. But I, I know it's been them, and Mozanie has always been close behind too. Um, and I don't want to, you know high school athletics you don't want to say somebody's window is closing but um, if you look at the great northern conference uh, all conference teams and you look at Mosinee's roster uh, they have a lot of seniors on their team this year and uh, they had a shot at state last year i think if they want another shot they need to do it this year because it might be a while well i mean we do a top six and if you look at the again the only computer, the only I, I like computer rankings because basically, what you're doing is you're comparing similar games, ga- games against common opponents, and like I said, we had Tomahawk and, and Lakeland kind of moving in and out of our 
out of our top six. Well, right now in the computer rankings, Tomahawk is seven and Lakeland is eight. Um, and Mosinee's not far behind at 10. So, I mean, even the computer rankings, you know, say those three, it's kind of a toss-up. Um, I heard uh, while we were sitting, uh, waiting, we were watching the Anigal Rhinelander game. I did hear a Lakeland player talking to one of his teammates, telling him how Eli Kassler was the best hockey player in the state. Um, uh, Anigal leading scorer, Eli Kassler. I believe he's the state's leading scorer. Uh, well, actually, by quite a margin right now. And everything, everything he said was not just about scoring. It was like he believed it top to bottom that Eli Kassler was the best player in the state. So... Don't you know? Don't count out the Robins. They have a very short bench, and Eli Kassler and Owen Dickman are on the ice a long time, but they're very good and they work very well together. Just like that, time's up. Section two girls. Section two girls. Uh, the fusion number one seed. Fusion number one seed, their stock has been falling on the top six rankings several weeks in a row. I believe they were all the way up at third a couple weeks ago. Now they're down to sixth in our top six rankings. Um, that said, I think, uh, you know, we talked about some of the other sections, you know, like one, two, three are like really good and then it drops off. And this one, I think one is really good. Two and three are both good. And then four or five, and six, uh, four, five, six, and seven are going to have a really long road if they want to get there. Um, Hudson is a really, really strong team that cannot score goals. Hudson uh, on the season is scoring 2.17 goals per game. How Your many defense, have they given up? It's less than that. They have Cat Donna there in net, and they have a strong defensive team. Uh, Avery Martin is an excellent hockey player, but they just don't two point one. It's really hard to win a lot of hockey games when you're scoring two point one seven goals per game. Uh, you have to hold yeah. your team to one or nothing, and that's 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 incredibly hard to do. Uh, Western Wisconsin, conversely to Saint Croix Valley, their stock's been rising the last several weeks. Um, they weren't anywhere near our top six for the first half of the season, and they've been getting consistent votes the last several weeks. Uh, so their stock is rising while St. Croix is falling, and that could make for an interesting matchup if those two make it through. But Hudson, the defensive team, if if you're looking for somebody to win one to nothing or two to one in overtime, uh, that would be Hudson's path uh, to state if they want to go. And, you know, I'm always personally cheering for Hudson as they are not. Well, look, again, I'll, I'll go back to my, uh, computer rankings as as I like to do. Um, they have St. Croix Valley uh, at number four in the state. Uh, Hudson at number seven. Oh, I mean, sorry, Western Wisconsin at number six and Hudson at number seven. So um, it's not quite the 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 section of doom like you know you know section one had you know Superior, Central Wisconsin, and Hayward, but. They're right behind them with, you know, four, six, and seven. Um, so it's still a very strong section in terms of, you know, the state. And, I mean, let, let, let's face it. Uh, girls hockey in Wisconsin is there, – there's a pretty clear divide between the top 
the top tier and the lower tier. And the, the top tier tend to face each other a lot. Um, they go to tournaments that they're all in. And, and you know, so th these teams do get to see each other. This wasn't my sectional to, to preview. So I don't know how these teams did head to head. St. Croix Valley beat Hudson three to two and three to one. And then Western Wisconsin and Hudson played two overtime games, I believe. Where did my list go? Hudson, yeah, this, both of those games, three to two in overtime. Yeah. So again, the, the, this, you know, a slight nod to, to St. Croix Valley. Um, they have one of the best players in the state on their team. And St. Croix Valley and Western Wisconsin split. So two to four, and then the second one was in overtime, four to three. So there's a lot of overtime happening between these three teams. Um, so should we just come out and say it's all up to Cat Donna right now? <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. She's very good. It was St. Croix Valley that broke her 200-some minute. 213 break. minutes, 21 seconds. A long time not to give up a goal. Um, Western Wisconsin, like I said, Hudson, 2.17 goals per game. Western Wisconsin's only at 2.6 goals per game. St. Croix Valley, almost at four, 3.96. Four goals a game is a lot more than two. Uh, yeah, they're, the they're the overlooking the CFM Sabres. What's going on here? Yeah, well, I just saw the Western Wisconsin-Hudson Hudson game uh, last week on Tuesday, and that was a game where uh, – it, it was right down to the wire and for Hudson to win that one. Um, I actually was joked, made a joke after the game. I th thought Cat Donna wasn't going to allow me into the rink anymore because I'd have been at her last two games and looked like she, they were going to lose them both. She kind of laughed at me and, and everything. But, yeah, they, they came back and won that game 3-2 th to two over Western Wisconsin. What, Matt, what were you saying about CFM? Well, and looking oh, I, at the the CFM Sabers, yeah, they did, I'm just saying that's my give some love to my CFM Sabers here. They did, on, they did beat Hudson in a two to one game, which I, you know, we said two to one Hudson can't score, and they tied Hudson in a zero to zero game. So they had that one, and they split with the Western Wisconsin Stars. Uh, they lost five to three, and they beat them four to nothing. On the other hand, uh, against Saint Croix Valley Fusion, they lost two to four. And there was another. They lost six to nothing in those two. So they're a dangerous um, team. <laughs> and we like they, we like the CFM you, Sabers. They had some highlight real moments a couple years ago. But you know the CFM Sabers. Then you go back to last Thursday when they played Central Wisconsin at Central Wisconsin, and they lost four to three. So I mean, it's it's one of those things. You I don't think you really know what you're going to get from the, them until they're on the ice that night. Well, that's how I feel about my hometown DC Everest Evergreens. Not my hometown, my current town. Is that where we're going next? No, we already been there. Oh, okay. Now we're going to Division One, Section Two. Uh, that would be the. Where did my page go? Bayport. Yes, that would be the Bayport Pirates. Number one, Notre Dame Academy Tritons. Number two, 
and the Nina Hortonville Menasha Rockets three and the Fond du Lac Cardinals four. Fond du Lac is a very interesting team um, because they've played some very strong teams very well and also just gotten it handed to them against some of those same teams the, the next time they played or, you know, the first time they played, and then they came back the second. Um, this one, I think Notre Dame and Bayport are the class of this one. Nina is a step back. Uh, they're still a very strong offensive team, but they don't have the uh, the defensive presence that they've had the last few years. Uh, and Fond du Lac is back from them. After that, I don't know. Beaver Dam has been a very nice surprise this season. They've won a lot of games. Um, so that'll be an interesting matchup if it's Beaver Dam versus Fond du Lac. Uh, and then they'll have the right to play the probably the Bayport Pirates. Uh, Beaver Dam and Fond du Lac could be a really, a really fun game. Um, I want to talk about Shano, uh, 13 seed. This is Shano's third season back playing uh, tournament eligible hockey. Uh, the first year they played, they had zero wins. Last year, they had three wins. This year, not counting the JV part of their schedule, they're up to five. Um, and I just want to, you know, they're on their way back up. Uh, we talked about Tomahawk as a one seed earlier this year. Four years ago, Tomahawk didn't win a game. Now they're a one seed. Um, nobody's bad forever. Um, and Shano, you know, they're moving in the right direction. So hopefully in a couple of years, you know, they'll stop being that 13 seed. They can get up to a 10. They can get up to a seven. Uh, uh, I... I, from what I understand, uh, last year was Shano, Bondewell, and Clintonville. Um, Clintonville didn't have any players this year. This year it's just Shano and Bondewell. Next year, from what I understand, it's just going to be Shano. Um, there aren't that many oh. players from Bondewell, so it's just going to be Shano, and that makes them Division Two. So Shano's, uh, Shano's the same size as Anago. Yep. Um, it's a division, it's a division, it's a division two, it's a small program. Um, so next year there'll be division two where they should be, um, which will shake up. Hope that that'll shake up, you know, division two section two, but, um, yeah, like you said, they've been moving in the right direction and next year they're going to take a big step in the proper direction and, and be division two where they should have been all along. And then uh, I don't want to get into the sectional half of the bracket, so I'm not going to compare Nina and Notre Dame and, and Bayport and, and Fond du Lac. I just want to stick to the regional side. But next week, remind me, I have definite thoughts about the top three and this one playing each other. But I think it'll be, I think Beaver Dam and Fond du Lac is going to be the marquee matchup of these first two rounds of, of this section, at least. I think that's going to be a really fun game. They haven't played this year, and they don't have – um, a terrible number of common opponents. Uh, so there's not a lot to look at. It should be, it's kind of an unknown and um, Beaver Dam has had a very good season and it's kind of, it's, this is their shot to prove that they're for real. Cause we've seen teams throw up a, a really good record against maybe not great competition. So this is Beaver Dam's shot uh, just to kind of prove where they belong. And I, I think, or or it's, or it's fond or it's fond time to say, yeah, you guys put up a great season because you moved out of the Badger land and now you play in the, you know, the Badger or whatever, you know, and fond just time to you know slap them upside the head and say, see, you still can't compete in the Badger land. <laughs> well, that's how high school kids would phrase it because high school kids are jerks. 
Well, that's 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 what we're doing here at school. <laughs> you got a point there, Bill. Um, section three in Division Two of all teams, the Menominee Mustangs are the number one seed. Historically, this has been the opposite of the section of death. Uh, yeah, this here one, Menominee gets to play West Salem. Uh, they played each other twice this season with Menominee, um, outscoring them 16 to three in the two, two games. Menominee's actually got three players with 30 or more points. Um, very balanced with their goals and assists. Hayden Weir's got 18 goals, 18 assists. Colton Zatowski, uh, 18 goals, 17 assists. And Cody Doms, uh, 14 goals, 16 assists. And so, you know, with that number one seed, Speck Menominee to get past West Salem. Uh, next game would be Baldwin, Woodville, St. Croix Central at Black River Falls. Uh, they played earlier in January. Uh, Black River Falls won that goal by three ga that game by three goals. Uh, so I pretty much expect Black River Falls to move on through that one. Uh, num number seven, Ram, Regis, Altoona, McDonald at River Falls. Uh, they played on December 5th. River Falls won by six goals. Uh, they, so I really expect River Falls to get through that one. And then the sole game on Friday night out of this uh, sectional is Barroqua at Somerset. Uh, they haven't met this year, uh, but think Somerset should be able to take this game uh, pretty well. Uh, Barroqua gives up 3.2 goals per – or scores 3.2 goals per game while giving up 4.2. And Somerset is scores 3.4 and gives up 3.4. So, I mean, pretty close games. But uh, coming out of the regionals, uh, going into the sectional semifinals, I think it's going to go pretty much uh, chalk. Black River Falls against Menominee. And number three, Somerset against uh, River Falls. And... In my opinion, it's going to be chalk out of that too to get Menominee against River Falls in the championship game on Saturday, February twenty fourth. Uh, Menominee won both those conference games this year, so I kind of expect Menominee to come out of this one. Uh, Matt, this is kind of in your backyard. You kind of get to see some of these teams, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Menominee's, uh, you know. For, you know they're they're playing a tough conference, the Big Rivers. So, uh, so does River Falls. Those are they're battle hardened. <laughs> I mean, for D two, um, yeah, I think you you hit it here. I just haven't watched Somerset. Somerset's uh, has been well coached. So, could they pull an upset here and make it to the the final? I don't I don't know. I haven't seen them play, but uh, I wouldn't count out River Falls. That third time's tough to win. That third game, and uh, they have a couple good goaltenders, and they they have a good team. But I like Menominee. I've watched them a couple times, and they're they're good. So, but I wouldn't count River Falls out. Uh, I I wouldn't I wouldn't pick either team. Uh, I I think I think it'll be tough. But I think you I think you're spot on there. I think it it should be Menominee and River Falls. 
Uh, but I, again, I wouldn't count out Somerset. They've, you know, they're a well-coached team, but um, who makes it out of there? <laughs> um, you know, it, it's probably as River Falls or Menominee. I mean, junior goalie for River Falls, Luke Linehan, dropped a 39-save shutout on Eau Claire Memorial in the fourth, fourth game of the season. <clears throat> and then freshman goalie Daniel Lynn beat New Richmond uh, 3-2 to two, uh, just a couple weeks ago where he had 48 saves. Yeah, They, they, they have two really strong goalies. Yeah. But you can only play one. I mean, we well, we've in our rankings, Menominee, Menominee moved up. They weren't ranked last year. Menominee moved or last week. Menominee moved up to number five. River Falls number six. In the computer rankings, it has River Falls number five and Menominee number six. Uh, Somerset not that far behind at number fourteen. Um, so, yeah, they they are they are strong Division two programs. River Falls and Menominee both playing in that. Uh, Big Rivers Conference certainly battle tested there, and of course Menominee, you know, one of my favorite playoff teams. Or the, you know, one of the fans came up to me last year and said, "Oh, you're the guy from that podcast." Actually, got you know, got the selfie taken with me. So they'll always be, you know, I'll always be a Menominee fan at playoff time. Section three, girls. The area ice bears are the number one seed. You're defending state champions. Yes, they are. Um, they're ranked. I think if burglar looks at the computer rankings, I think they're the number two in the computer rankings and also number two on our rankings. Uh, I do know that the computer rankings is missing their loss in the conference tournament to USM, uh, which was a four to three loss, but they had beat USM earlier in the season four to nothing in conference play. Uh, on Friday, there's the games going on. You got, and I must be missing a game here, going through my thing. Let me pull up my. Uh, yeah, Friday, number five, Fox City Stars, and number four, Lakeshore Lightning. Uh, despite the seedings, you know, they're 5-4. Uh, Fox City's won their matchup uh, versus the Lightning 2-1 to one in double overtime this year uh, since they only play one conference game, and they use that for their seedings uh, and for the conference tournament. They go, go ahead and play the double overtime, and they – the stars won that. Uh, Elizabeth Bowers, strong goalie for uh, the Lightning. I got to see her play against the Storm this past Saturday uh, in their game against Fox City. She was able to stop 62 of 64 shots. And the biggest surprise in that game was that Fox City's outshot them 64 to 50, 64 to 27 in that game. Uh, Jillian Billsborough, uh, is the leading scorer for Lakeshore. She's got with 40 points, 31 goals, nine assists. And the stars got three players with double digit goals. Um, Malaya Streck, Evie Mersau, 
and Margaret Thomas. Uh, I actually kind of, kind of look for the upset in this one. And if you call a five four, over a four and upset, but I, I'm thinking Fox City Stars can pull that one out. Uh, the next game on the list is Arrowhead against the Warbirds. Uh, they just played recently, and uh, Arrowhead won that game eight to two. Uh, so, you know, Arrowhead has a tendency to put a lot of shots on net. Uh, I noticed that uh, in the game that I covered of theirs, it wasn't against one of their stronger opponents, but they they put a lot of shots on goal and have a nice tendency at crash crashing the net. Um, Fond du Lac, I got to see earlier this year also. Uh, I'm actually looking for the Warbirds to come out of this one on top. And then we have the Brookfield Glacier at the number two uh, USM Wildcats. Uh, Glacier are a team that I think are going to go as far as their goaltender can take them. And that's Macy Blooming. Um, we've heard her name a bit over the past few years. Uh, she stopped 37 and 39 shots uh, in their game against USM uh, earlier this year. USM's got Molly Jackson net. And when you look at their save percentages between the two goalies, you're looking at 933 for Macy Blooming and 931 for Molly Jex. Uh, the problem for both these teams is they don't either one score a lot. Uh, Brookfield averages 2.8 goals a game. They give up 2.8. Um, USM gets two and a half goals a game, but they, they're only allowing 1.75 goals per game. Uh, so this is one that is going to come back onto the go goaltenders Uh Macy's going to have to deal with Charlotte Featherston and MJ's gotten to see her play this year too, uh, where she scored the only goal in one of their wins. Uh, so moving on to the sexual semifinals, I expected to be the stars against Bay area and the Warbirds against USM Bay areas, you know, got five losses this season. And the only one that was greater than a one goal loss was to Minnesota's Gentry Academy. Um, look, I'm actually calling for it to be a number one against number two in the sectional final there. Well, that's a pretty bold prediction. <laughs> you went out on a limb. Well, I actually, when I wrote it up, I put question marks because I didn't know if it was going to be Fond du Lac or USM. Um, USM won both games over the Warbirds this year, two to nothing and two to one. So, I mean, do I see the Warbirds having a chance to win that? Yeah, but I'm I'm going to go with the one against two. Uh, you, the the Ice Bears won the right the conference during the season, and USM won the conference tournament. All right, time's up. Okay, we move on to uh, Section 3, Division 1. Madison Edgewood, number one seed. Verona, number two seed. 
they wait the winners of other games. Yeah, the, the, I mean this is going. This is going to be an interesting sectional. Uh, you've got number nine Sock Prairie against number eight Sun Prairie United. Um, Sun Prairie won their only meeting. The winner of this gets to advance and take on Edgewood. Uh, Lucky them. Sock, Sock Prairie lost both their games to Edgewood mm -hmm. this year. Uh, Sun Prairie and Edgewood haven't played. Uh, the big, I think the hardest part on this one is uh, when it comes to goaling, to scoring goals. Uh, Colin, Her Colin Harrington actually has 34 goals on the season for Sauk Prairie, where the leading scorer for Sun Prairie United is sophomore Brady Pruitt. And he leads the team with 12 goals this season. And, you know, that's just, you know, a lot of pressure going to be on players trying to put goals in the net in that one. Uh, next game is number 12, RWD at number five, Madison Memorial. Um, I don't know the last time RWD and Madison Memorial played. Uh I look for Madison Memorial to uh, win this game. Uh, I don't look for the 12 over the five upset. Uh, RWD averages less than one goal, a less than two goals a game uh, and allow 2.8. Uh, Alex Greeby's played every minute in net for RWD this season uh, and put up a 917 save percentage. Uh, their leading scorer, their leading points person has 16 points, 10 goals, six assists for Ryan Manley. Madison Memorial averages four, almost five goals a game while allowing about three. Sophomore Caden Feinstein, a defenseman after Burglar's heart here, he leads the team with 51 points, 27 uh, goals out of that. Uh, Spartans got four players with 30 points or more, and two of them have over 20 goals on the season. Uh, I need to correct you there. Burglar doesn't have a heart. No. <laughs> uh, next game, South Central Navigators against the Madison West Regents. Um, at, so the, the Madison Ice Arena is going to have back-to-back -back games on, on that evening. Uh, South Central are led by William Eckstein with 22 points. Madison West finished third in the Big 8 Conference and led by sophomore Quinn Smith, which I'm sure Matt Carey could give us a little information on Quinn. He's, um, he's actually 11th grade. 11th? Uh, they, had him listed, they had him listed as a sophomore on the... <laughs> um, yeah, he's, yeah, he's 11th grade. Okay, thank you. Uh, then it's Baraboo against Middleton. Um, think that Middleton should be able to take that one pretty easy. Uh, on Alaska against Aquinas, basically a home game for both teams. They they both use the same rink for for their home ice. Um, Aquinas has had a pretty awesome season for themselves this year, and I I think Aquinas should go ahead and win that one. And you know what you'd expect being the number six seed against the eleven. Uh, number ten Toma against number seven Wanakee. 
I expect Wanaki to come out of there. Uh, so regional finals, I'm thinking it's going to be Sun Prairie at Edgewood, Madison West against Madison Memorial for the fourth time this season, Aquinas Holman at Middleton, and Wanaki at Verona. And as we move on to the semifinals, I, I think it's going to be Madison West over Memorial again uh, for the fourth time, taking on, and then they'll take on Edgewood, Middleton, Verona. And so that'd make it an interesting night for sectional finals in Verona with Edgewood and Verona both hosting. And then sectional final is I'm went real over the limb here with number two against number one. I think you're discounting Middleton. I got to see them play Brookfield here not too long ago. And I liked their tenacity and stuff, but I haven't seen Verona play. And I know Verona's got a very strong goalie. Well, Middleton and Verona split a two to one win for Middleton the first time and a four to three win in overtime for Verona the second time. Shots were basically even in both those games. <clears throat> and then Edgewood and Middleton was two to nothing. Um, Edgewood, but two to nothing is is a pretty close game. So <clears throat> number three, Middleton has been flying under the radar pretty much all season. Uh, but I think they could make some noise if if they put together a couple of good nights. That, that two nothing game that uh, Middleton lost to uh, Edgewood, and one of those was an empty netter. So it was pretty nip and tuck the whole game. I, I'd like to take a minute to talk about. Not a minute. No, it would be less than a minute. Well, Madison Edgewood, um, I recall early in the, the season where we we may have even had Madison Edgewood at number one in our top six rankings. We did. And then, then they had that that uh, showcase in Green Bay, and Edgewood lost four to three to Notre Dame and two to one to Eau Claire Memorial. And it's like they just disappeared. Everybody forgot about Edgewood's like, oh, apparently they, they padded their, their schedule you know, playing soft teams, and everybody forgot that they beat Hudson two to one to start the season, and they beat Chippewa Falls three to nothing. I mean, so Madison Edgewood seems to have th those two games like dropped them right off our radar. It's like everybody forgot that they've got, you know, Rowan White in, in net, you know, who can pitch a shutout at any given night. Um, yeah, I. Even while the while the, and actually in the computer rankings they seem to have forgotten about them too because uh, they're eight. They've they've got Edgewood at eight, Verona at nine, and Middleton at ten. So you know that's basically a toss up between any of those three teams. And if you look at the 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 breakdown of the computer rankings of those three teams, <clears throat> Edgewood has the average game differential, three point seven eight. They also have the weakest strength of schedule at 85.09. <clears throat> Verona's strength of schedule is 87.21. Their average game differential is smaller, so they're just a little bit lower. But Edgewood's strength of schedule among the top 11. Well, you gotta go Edgewood, down. You gotta go down to 17. Uh, Edgewood's to conference play. Edgewood's conference play really affects that strength of schedule. 
Yeah, the Badger Large is not a strong. Oh, he's in the Badger Small. Badger Small is not a strong. Neither one is very strong this year, other than like Oregon and Edgewood. Yeah, Edgewood's strength of schedule is uh, of the top 16 teams in D1, it is 16th. Edgewood and Verona played, I believe it was last week, and Edgewood lost that game 2-1. to one. Oh, we're way over on this one. But, what's that? We're way over on this one. Time to move Yeah, on. but this is the Madison sectional. It's the most important one. According to everybody in Madison. Oh, I don't man. want to pull up I don't want to pull up our readership statistics, but the Madison section is the most important one. Okay, where are we going next? Hey, MJ. Probably section yeah. four. I can't hear you, Del. We're going to you, MJ. Section what? four. Section four D two MJ. Yeah, I found it. Okay. Section four D two. What do we got here? Well, in this one we have the Oregon Panthers number one seed, and the number two seed is Fondy Springs. And uh, well, the Panthers were the state runners up last year. They're starting out with Stoughton, their first game. Wapan will take on Monona Grove. Uh, Homestead will play McFarland. And Final Lake Springs will play Cedarburg. I guess I'm kind of seeing uh, here, just by what you know we've seen record-wise, is I would expect the top four seeds in this to all advance. I'd be surprised if they didn't. Well, well, I, I looked. I, I looked. Very strong little, goaltender. I looked Monona a little bit Grove. at it. Monona Grove. How are they? How, they. Uh, they're five. How have they played well, Wapan? Well, all right, all right. I. I looked a little bit at this one, you know, because MJ didn't have a chance to. And like Oregon, who's the number one seed, did not play the number two, three, or four seed. They did not play them at all this season. They did beat Monona Grove twice. Uh, Springs. Uh, whose number two seed did beat Wapan and Homestead. Uh, Homestead beat Wapan but lost to Springs. Uh, Wapan beat Monona Grove, lost to Springs and Homestead. Monona Grove lost to Oregon twice and Wapan once. In the computer rankings, Monona Grove, I mean, well, in the computer rankings, Oregon was number two, Springs was number three. Um, and if you look at our top sixes, Oregon is number two and Springs is number four. Um, but in the computer, the computers has Monona Grove at number nine, which would have made them the number three seed in this thing and given them a home game. But um, they lost to Wapan. So, you know, Wapan jumps ahead of them. Um, you know, so Monona, Monona Grove lost, yeah, they lost to Oregon twice from Wapan. So that kind of pushed them back. Uh, from where they they would have been in terms of like strength of schedule and all that, um. But yeah, it it pretty much looks like Oregon and Springs are the clear top two in this 
section. Springs just got a really good player back from injury. Gabe Braun, he's back. He's been out most of the year, so um, you know, he and uh, Westergaard, uh, that's a good tandem there at forward, so yeah, that's going to be that'll be a tough game. Oregon, though, I mean, they've got they got the goal scorer, and then the goaltender, Jakey. Yeah, Jakey. Uh, but I would, yes, yeah, Springs getting that Gabe Braun back, and and they have a good defenseman too. So they got a, it's they got some nice players. I, I, uh, and a lot of people probably penciled Oregon in, but I wouldn't count Springs out. No, Spring, Spring. Well, yeah, I mean Springs. I mean they they lost to Oregon one to nothing in the sectional finals last year. Yeah. Um, and their 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 team has gotten they started a little shaky, but they've gotten stronger as this season has gone on. Uh, we saw them uh, just manhandle Fond du Lac um, in the the Badger Conference. Uh, championship game just uh, a week and a half ago. Um, they just they were just outstanding. Uh, Armani Fisher, it just it's just like he 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 he. I think I even mentioned this last week during our, our game summary that uh, he felt it as a personal aside that you know Schober, the the goaltender for for what for Fondelac was the conference player of the year. So Fisher, you know, had to put three goals on him in that game just to prove that no, I'm the best player in the conference. Um, so yeah, fun. Springs has got a good team again this year. Did they start a little slow, but they've really come on strong. All right, there we go. Hit on mute. It always helps. Uh, section four, girls. Rat County Fury, number one seed. Followed by the Metro Lynx at two. Beaver Dam three. Badger Lightning four. And this, you know, look at this. This is a seven-team sectional. You don't see a seven-team section very often. Well, this, this is basically the Badger Conference. Yeah, pretty much. You know what, though? Looking at this, and everybody would say probably it's a two-horse race, and it, it probably is. But I'll tell you what, there was a big statement made by the Metro Links last week knocking off Rock County. Earlier this year, Rock County knocked off the Metro Links. The Metro Links came back and returned the favor stopping Rock County from going undefeated in conference. I uh, I don't put anything past the Metro Links to get out of this. Well, I mean, both games were 3-2 to two in overtime. In the first, the Metro Links outshot Rock County 45-25. to 25. And in the second, it was 58-22. to 22. Um, So, I mean, it was the Jillian Traver show both nights for Rock County. And I I kind of think that um I think you know Rock County is a good team, but I think uh, Jillian Traver makes up for a lot of deficiencies um uh, when it comes to them being a number one seed. 
So, MJ, just real quick, you're saying you don't see seven seeds very often. Well, three of the girl or seven seeded sections, three of the girl sectionals are th seven seeds, and one is a six team sectional. You, you had to correct me, didn't you? Yep. We know how much you like math. Um. Yeah, guys. I I mean, this is, I'm looking at the one versus two in this one because I really don't see anybody who's gonna make a. You know, maybe well, Beaver Dam could make. Be Be Beaver Dam did split their two games with with the Lynx. And that that's yeah. your number two and number three. So you know those two have to play each other to get to the Fury. So and, and they, they did split this year. So I wouldn't cut up Beaver Dam quite yet. And even Beaver Dam's second game with the Fury, they only lost two to nothing, which is you know yeah. wasn't that long ago. It was it's which is you know it's a close good game. You know, with a lot with the Fury, you know, it's the Kogora girls. You know they. You know, they do the bulk of the scoring. And, you know, if they have a bad night or they're in the box, I mean, there's a pretty good chance they struggle to score. Well, I mean, the simple solution to that is don't go out of the box. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else you guys want to hit on this one? It's just odd that... None of the teams in this sectional is ranked because you know we've had seasons where Cap City and Madison Metro are up at the top, and I mean the year they went to state, I think Rock County was like bringing up the back end of the the top six, even with those other two teams ranked, and now uh, nobody in this section is in the top six. Well, no, even even in the computer rankings, the the Fury is fourteen, the Lynx are twelve, and Beaver Dam is twenty. So, not. Not the strongest section this year. So just how much room will they take up if the Rock County makes it to state? Oh, we I, I'm sorry, but we we do not have room for five bands this year. <laughs> we do not. It was great. It was great at the at the Aligned Energy Center when they brought five bands, but Cap Ice is not big enough for five bands. Five bands play the same song. One band. You can bring one band. You can bring half a band. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Division One. Our last preview, Section Four. And the Brookfield Stars are the number one team in that. U School number two and KMMO is a number three seed in that. Other games in the first round have Waukesha playing uh, WNS, Kenosha playing Janesville, Arrowhead playing Milton, Marquette playing Beloit, and the Ice Force playing uh, Monroe. Not a not a whole lot of I guess you could say marquee games in that first week. That first round, I should say. Well, this this is one where 
um, th this one kind of confounded the the computer rankings. Well, well, Bro Brookfield, Brookfield, I don't think they're in our top six now, are they? They had been. They had been up there in our top six for quite a while. Uh, but then they ran into some tough times. And even the computer right now has them at number seven. University school at number 14. And then KMMO is, is the weird one. The, the computer rankings have them at number 24. Whereas Arrowhead is number 12. And actually Waukesha and Marquette are both ranked ahead of KMMO. But KMMO did, did themselves a favor um, by beating Arrowhead. So they, you know, that, you know, the, the number one thing in the seeding is head to head. So, you know, Arrowhead is, you know, ranked number 12. KMO was number 12, but KMO beat them. So they get, they, so KMO gets a bye. And, you know, Arrowhead has to play that first game because, you know, KMO beat them. Um, I just thought that was interesting that, uh, well, yeah, and Brookfield has beaten the other teams here. They they beat USM, they beat KMO, they beat Arrowhead. Um, USM lost to Brookfield, beat Arrowhead. KMO lost to Brookfield, but beat Arrowhead. So, um, yeah, Arrowhead lost to Brookfield, KMO, and USM. So, you know, they 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 that head to head battle, um, really kind of cost Arrowhead. You know, a chance at a bye and you know an easier schedule, you know, going into the, the, the playoffs. And if if you look at KMMO's schedule this year, that win over Arrowhead was probably their marquee win of the season. If you look at every other team they've beat, Arrowhead is probably the most impressive of the bunch. You know, I, I I look in this sectional and I just I see Brookfield, I see uh, U School, and I just have a hard time wrapping my arms around any of the other teams in this sectional. I mean, remember in this sectional used to be really strong. Janesville would be you know like a four or five seed, and Waukesha would be like a one or a two. You know, it's not that way. Well, I don't remember when the section was very strong because I'm from the north. That's right. You're <laughs> and we and we don't we don't respect those 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 Milwaukee area sections. <laughs> well, Brookfield has a you know a top line; they could put the puck in the net. Uh, University School, and I've watched them play, uh, and they've they've had a tough schedule, and and down the stretch they've done pretty good. Uh, they're going to be a tough out. Um, the Arrowhead's top line is really good, too. Yeah, I haven't watched them play. Ken, McKenna, Merrick, and Hanson, 78, 63, 62 points. Well, I was going to say, we, 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 can't <laughs> talk, we, we can't talk about Arrowhead without many, mentioning Jack McKenna. Because as being from Anago, we claim him. Yes, we do. His dad, Mike McKenna, we all remember watching him play in high school. So Son of Gino McKenna, our favorite peer distributor. And that's really what's important when you're in Anago because there's not much else. Well, I, 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 one last time to mention it. The top three scorers 
in the state this year. Eli Casser from Anigo, Jack McKenna, whose dad was from Anigo, Owen Dickman from Anigo. So, just had to get that in one last Great. time. Red Robin connection. That'll make up for them <clears throat> getting bounced in the first round. There you go. I'm tempted to go see that game in Wapaka on Thursday. Well, guys, look at that. Our time's up on our previews. Do we hit the rest of the show? Yeah, let's do the rest. Okay. <clears throat> game let's turn off the timer. Brookfield taking on the Cooley Region Chill. Del? Uh, the Cooley Region Cyclones hosted like Brookfield. <laughs> hosted? The Chill were a junior team. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think that would be a very entertaining game. I I, I knew it was something with a C. <laughs> Go uh, ahead, Del. And it was senior night uh, that night on Friday evening in West Salem at the Panther Den, and Cooley Region was celebrated their senior um, number twenty six Celia Mitchell, and their their lone senior. And so it was one of the more interesting senior nights that I attended this past week. Uh, they introduced her to start the game uh, between the first and second periods. They played videos where people talked about her. And then between the second and third period, they played a slideshow with music behind it. But in between all that, we actually had a hockey game going on. And Cooley Region scored in the first period on a power play goal uh, to take a one nothing lead at the end of the first period. But then the second period belonged to the Glacier as they scored uh, a little over two minutes in and then at 546 and led two to one at the end of two periods and then put together another two goals in the fourth period to end up winning the game four to one. Um, I'd kind of gone to this game thinking I would see Macy blooming in net uh, for the glacier. And I didn't, she was playing defense, uh, but she did end up with an assister to assist her in the game. Um, and overall it was a, a nice competitive game. Uh, Cooley region ha had their chances, but uh, the goaltender for the glacier was and I'm going to probably butcher her name, Ava Bonnet. Bonnet. Uh, she had 16 saves on 17 shots. Uh, very good game. Uh, it was the first time I got to see either one of these two teams play this season, uh, but I was glad to be able to get in there and have it as our game of the week. And I think... Uh, Junior's got a little bit to talk about on the boys' side. Sure. I was in, well, first I was in Stevens Point bright and early for 8 o'clock hockey on Saturday morning. <clears throat> and then after four hours of that, I passed the kids off on my sister and went up to Mosinee and caught the last two and a half games of the Great Northern Conference Tournament. I didn't get to see any of the seventh place game uh, where Northland Pines beat Medford six to three, but I saw about half of the Anago Rhinelander game, the fifth place game where the Robins beat the Hodags nine to four. 
Uh, Eli Kastler had five goals and four assists in that game. Uh, so he didn't account for one of Anna goes goals, uh, the chump. Uh, Owen Dickman had three goals and four assists for the Robins. And for the Hodegs, uh, Joey Bellinger had three goals. Uh, so that was a kind of a wild high scoring game. Um, at the end of the first period, it was four to two and Anago scored the next three goals in the second period. So by then it was kind of a, uh, a done deal, uh, but they kept playing. Uh, then we got to the third place game where uh, Mosini and Wapaka met. Uh, they had played a very close 6-4 uh, game earlier in the season that Wapaka actually beat Mosini. Uh, but this time it was not to be. And uh, Mosini came out really fired up. Uh, ended up winning that game eight to two, out shooting Wapaka thirty-eight to twenty-four. Um, they really, they really controlled that game. Wapaka really only had two or three good scoring chances. Um, Adam Mace and I believe his brother Ryan Mace had the two goals for Wapaka, but on the the Mosini end, it was just uh, too much uh, for last year's, I believe, Great Northern Conference Player of the Year, uh, Grant Kuklinski. Uh, he had two goals and two assists. Gavin Obremski had two goals and an assist. Uh, Elliot Yurkowski had a goal and three assists. Uh, it was just too much Mosiny in that one. Then we moved to the championship game, and we were getting cold, and it was getting late, and uh, it was 0-0 for a very long time um, <laughs> until 1.42 were left on the clock when someone finally scored a goal. Uh, Gray Wagner, um, Excellent forward for Lakeland. Lakeland managed to to get behind the defense and come in alone on the goalie. And I don't think he scored the initial shot, but the the re, his followed his rebound and knocked it in to give them a one zero lead. And then they amped, added an empty netter a couple seconds later. Uh, it was a really good hockey game. Uh, Lakeland or not Lakeland? Tomahawk sort of shot themselves in the foot uh, early in the first period. Uh, leading goal scorer Jonah Dickens took a five minute major with a ten minute misconduct for checking from behind. So he missed the remainder of the first period and maybe the first minute and a half of the second period. Uh, we were, you know, watching the game. We were near the Tomahawk bench and their coach is yelling, ice it, ice it, ice it, like two minutes into the second period. And my cameraman, Brett's like, why is he telling them to ice it? They're doing just fine. And I'm like, because he wants his leading scorer back. And right now he's trapped on the bench and his misconduct has expired. Um, but it, it didn't matter. Lakeland was just very tenacious on defense in this one. All of Tomahawk's shots were on the outside, really couldn't get anything inside. Um, and Lakeland ended Tomahawk's unbeaten run in the Great Northern Conference. Uh, they were 7-0 uh, during the, the regular portion of the season and then 2-0 uh, through the tournament. And then they finally lost in the, the conference championship game. Kind of the, the same thing that happened to Lakeland last year, I believe. Lakeland ran the table and then they lost the conference championship game to Mosini. So that's what happened at the Great Northern Conference Tournament. There was talk that next zero year, zero. there was talk, we'll see what happens, that next year they were going to try and pack uh, the conference travel schedule for the Great Northern Conference into like December and see if they can't play the conference tournament easier so that it's not right up against the sectional, given that they are the sectional. Uh, it's kind of boring playing the same tournament uh two weeks in a row well there there's there there's a very good chance that next year they won't be the sectional um as, as we we talked earlier about shadow um 
you know, uh, losing Bonduel and they become D2. Uh, there's also talk that Ashland is going to lose whoever is in their co-op. Then Ashland will become D2. So that adds two teams that are in that general area. Um, you know, it may not just be uh, Medford, you know, moving out uh, from the conference into the, you know, from the, the from the conference to the sectional, but uh, perhaps Wapaka and maybe even Mozanie. I don't know. We'll see. Bill, how about our uh, Best Western Premier Park Hotel Players of the Week? Oh, we have those. Uh, yeah, this is, I don't know. Well, anyway, yeah. Uh, for the last week of the regular season, our Best Western Premier Park Hotel Players of the Week are first from a forward from Ashland. And I don't know that we've ever had a player of the week from Ashland before. Um, but we do this week. His name is Parker Pisco. He is a forward. And he had a hat trick in each of the three games that Ashland played last week. Uh, he had three goals in the 4-2 win over Whistle Flag. Uh, he had three goals and an assist in a 6-3 win over Spooner. And he had three goals in a 93 win over the Northwest Iceman. So a fine week for Parker Pisco of Ashland. And on the girls' side, uh, Mallory Schmidt, a forward from Northland Pines. On Saturday, she had three goals and an assist, uh, including the game-winning goal in a 6-5 to five win over the Badger Lightning. And she had a goal... Uh, also, well, uh, it was the game-winning goal in a 2-1 to win over Viroqua. So for two game winners in two close games, uh, Mallory Schmidt from Northland Pines is our girls' premier park, best Western premier park hotel player of the week. And, of course, the best Western premier park hotel right downtown in Madison is the state tournament headquarters of Wisconsin Prep Hockey. That's where you will find us uh, in a couple of weeks during the state tournament. I believe both of those game-winning goals were in overtime as well. Oh, that's is that what the OT stands for? Yeah. Got it. Not just game-winning goals, but overtime game winners on two games on the same day. Oh, that that would mean that Mallory Schmidt is clutch. If I'm clutch looking at the schedule really. correctly, they played Viroqua at Lakeland Ice Arena and then went to Eagle River and played the Badger Lightning. In the same day. It did have both those going. They were both, yeah, both on the 10th. That's an event. All right, let's move into the top sixes, the final top sixes of the season okay. because they don't matter anymore. Tournament is starting. So, top sixes, Division that Two. That doesn't mean you won't get votes again next week. Say what? Doesn't mean you won't get votes next week because somebody will send in their top six. And Yeah, but I'm not going to pull up the Google form and even look. Right, that's uh, my point. I suppose I'll have to look to see if anybody submits a player of the week. 
Okay. Division two, number one, New Richmond, two, Oregon, three, Amory, five, St. Mary's Springs, four, St. Mary's Springs. That's all the same. Uh, Menominee moves into the fifth spot. They were not ranked last week. River Falls is still sixth. Uh, Menominee beat River Falls this week. Also receiving votes were Lakeland, Monona Grove, and Tomahawk. For the girls, Superior is still number one. Bay Area moves up to number two. Central Wisconsin drops down to number three. Hayward moves up to fourth. University School moves up to fifth. And St. Croix Valley drops down all the way from fourth to sixth. And then in Division One, it is the same as last week. Chippewa Falls one, Spash two, Eau Claire Memorial three, Bayport four, Madison Edgewood five, Hudson six. Also receiving votes from Division One were Brookfield, Notre Dame Academy, and Verona. And we don't have games of the week this week. Because there's a tournament. They're all games of the week. Do we do players of the week this week, or do we just do them for the whole through the section at the end of the sectionals? I believe last season we did players of the week just for we did the whole sectional. That's what I was thinking. Because there's too many teams. Division two and and the girls are only going to play one game this week. Uh, Division one, you have some teams that'll play two games, but division two and the girls will only play one game this week. Now, now you look there on division one, receiving votes: Brookfield, Notre Dame, and Verona. I'm telling you, don't don't discount Verona. I'm telling you not to discount Middleton. We're running out of Cardinals, MJ. He did share the Big 8 Conference title. There's only three Cardinals left. We had five a couple years ago. Okay, you had Stevens Point. No, they're the... We had Stevens Point, Pacelli. We had Fond du Lac, Chippewa Falls, Sun Prairie, and Middleton. Pacelli is no longer the Cardinals. They're the Pacelli Co-op, and I don't think they have a name. They might have a name, but it's not the Cardinals. Sun Prairie United is not the Cardinals because the other school, you know, Sun Prairie opened their second high school and they're the, they're the Wolves. So together they're just Sun Prairie United. So we're down to three Cardinals. Why don't they just be Groundhogs? My Cardinal Cup just never going to happen. <laughs> Burglar, do you have any final thoughts about being knuckleheads? Well, what? Well, being knuckleheads, your seniors ending their career, last high school hockey game. Oh, gee, I hadn't even thought about that. Let's what? Well, uh, yeah, don't do it. <laughs> don't be yeah. that guy. Don't be that guy. Um, I guess I guess it does start tomorrow. That yeah, I mean. <laughs> For a lot of for a lot of the high school players out there, uh, tomorrow will be the last competitive hockey you play, and if things don't go your way, don't lose your head, don't lose your cool, don't do something that's going to that you'll regret, that will embarrass your team, embarrass your parents. Embarrass your school uh, moving forward. I mean, we've we've seen it too many times where, you know, it's like, well, my hockey career is over. I think I'm going to go out with a bang. Um, Don't. Be classy, be cool, 
keep your head. Anything else? No, that's just about it. Don't be a knucklehead. Don't be a knucklehead. You'll make your mom cry. <laughs> you think you think you have to go in the locker room and face the coach? Could you imagine having to go home and face mom? That may be worse. Yes. She yeah. can hit you. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot to add, guys. I mean, you know, the fun starts tomorrow. And you know, we'll try to be we'll try to be up to date with the scores and stuff and we'll try to post them as soon as we get them and Yeah, it's um, it's going to happen this year, MJ. I am going to have to I'm going to have to skip a might hockey game that I'm listed as a coach for so that I can go to a sectional final. <laughs> I have games on Saturday the 23rd. Well, my problem is, is I'll be two days post-surgery. Ouch. I mean, well, what kind of surgery? Uh, hernia. Ouch. Oh, that, that's, that, that's, I'm sorry I asked that, yeah. It's a, yeah. I I can't hardly stand through a whole hockey game right now. Wheelchair? What's that? I, I next Wednesday I go in for surgery. A week from this Wednesday. You're on the road to recovery then. And they can't. The doctor goes due to scar tissue. They can't do it arthroscopic. Fun with that. Yep. Lots of fun. All right, guys. What's past my bedtime? All right. Say goodnight, MJ. All right. Goodnight, MJ. Uh, wrap it up? I'll take that as a yes. For all the guys, uh, Dell, Bill, Bill, and uh, Matt Carey, I'm Mike Hammett. Enjoy the playoffs. They get started tomorrow, and we'll have the coverage right here on This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey.